This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. everyone, welcome to Speed City. Happy Easter. And, well, what can I say? We're still stuck in here. No Easter bunnies, no eggs, no fun. But we got Les Kaiser, and that's all that matters. Once again, we have no John Massengale. Sadly, uh, John got all excited about e-gaming. He got involved. He went racing. Uh, but his reset and his exit button didn't work. So he's still in the game somewhere. So if anybody is on, is anybody's on the Matrix or is anybody gaming, look out for John, guide him back to the pits, and send him home. That's oh, right. Hey, doing great, doing great. Nice uh, nice day getting stuff done around the house. Took some nice long walks down by the lake. I heard you were on the lake, though. I actually went on the lake. Um, I did some turtle racing. You know, my commentary, you know, I've got to keep my hand in. So I did some turtle racing, uh, which I will send out um, as much as possible. Um, but it's another day indoors, and I did get outside for the for a change because it was a beautiful day here in Austin, Texas. Uh, and I've got a feeling I need to I need to get down to Ducati and get me a ride because I I, I I had definitely saw a bit of spring today, and I was like, man, I want to be on a motorbike. Hey, I, I saw some of the Ducati riders out uh, social distancing at speed, so that was cool. Uh, it was fun seeing. A lot of groups have been doing that, that they'll meet at a gas station, for instance, not actually get off and speak to each other, but they just kind of group there and they take off and they do their thing. And so uh, nice to get out and somewhat socialize without really being close to each other. And certainly two wheels is a good day. Well, I'm hoping tonight to have the one and only Colin Edwards, but you never know with Colin. Colin's a busy guy. Yeah. And he's probably hunkered down at the, at the boot camp somewhere, down just outside of Houston. Uh, where he runs his boot camp, the Texas Tornado Boot Camp. And his son, Hayes, is flying at the moment. So I want to talk to him about that. But we wanted to talk to him about the new Netflix um, uh, show, which is he's in very much. He's pretty much leading it. Um, My Need for Speed. And uh, we'll talk more about it when he comes on. But uh, you, you alerted me to this. I wasn't aware of it. But it's really interesting. You know, it's a great documentary. You hear from quite a few notable folks. Uh, and this Colin certainly is the one that we know best. Uh, Ron Haslam pops in, you know, another buddy of the show. We'll have to get him in. Uh, really cool to kind of get into the mindset. It's uh, it's a different take on a lot of what we usually get to hear. But uh, to hear by, about the uh, mental approach to racing from these racers. Yeah, no question about it. And there was some really interesting telling stuff because I've been around these um, cats as I call them, but um, I've been around motor racing drivers all my life, and especially the bike guys, they fascinate me because they are different. They're very different people. They take risks that none of none of us would. Um, <clears throat> I rode a motorcycle for a long time, uh, and I'm proficient, but I, I would not take the risks. And my, my mind is, is such that it's their ability to take everything outside and have no distractions and focus and also put their life on the line when somebody else is fixing the bike and preparing it and so on and so forth. That's what got me. I'm I'm quite cool in a car or on my own, but I wouldn't Your want to trust. Are. Yeah, maybe not. But I wouldn't want to trust all those people to, you know, 
get me uh, get me sorted. You're right. You know, uh, you and I've been over to the boot camp a few times, and one of the things that really puts it in perspective for me that at the point that I went uh, my first time to the boot camp with Colin, I had ridden for forty plus years on uh, dirt bikes, street bikes, all the above. And uh, we got out on that speedway flat track doing just ovals. And I really felt like I was fast and I was getting in the position and, and uh, Colin and Shay Pushek and Mike Myers and Joe P were all there and uh, really just kind of grooming me. Well, at one point I just really felt like I was flying. And about that time, uh, Colin comes blowing by me looking back at me and gives that uh, one finger salute back to me as he looks backwards off his bike and uh, just puts it all in perspective, the skill that somebody like that has. I mean, when you think you're there performing better than you ever have, and then you see somebody like that just, just whip by you, really shit puts you in context. But it is a great environment. And anybody who comes to Texas should, and they're interested in motorcycles, and of course they know who Colin Edwards is, should go because because it's not an. Inti- I mean, I've been there with Valentino Rossi to the point where where t- total uh, you know intimidation. But you know, honestly, everyone's welcome, and it's all levels, and and it varies. Um, met my friend Brian from NASA there. I've met some really cool folk. Um, but it's 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 well worth a trip. They shoot guns and ride motorcycles. What more fun? And then drink beer and, and, and talk talk war stories. It's great. Here's the thing that I, I told somebody. I got asked somebody after my last trip. I was like, it seems like it's expensive. And I said, you think about four days. What are you going to spend on gas, accommodations, food, you know, some drinking that night, all those kind of things. I said, it really boils down. That's not a bad deal. Plus, you get to engage with these professional instructors and racers. And the cool thing there is you never knew who else professional is going to show up there. And like I said, Valentino Rossi popped in one day while you were there. Uh, I've had you know quite a few encounters when I was there as well. And it's just so cool. And for the price, it's not bad. It's everything inclusive sitting there. Well, the other thing, the reason he calls it a boot camp, it's not because you're going through your paces and you're being uh, sergeant majored. It's because you all stay at the camp. And so... That's the other part of it is that you get to stay in the bunk beds. You live and breathe it for three or four days and you really get into it. Um, there's no distractions. Um, by, the, by the second day, you've forgotten about your phone. You don't care. <laughs> it really is. It's, uh, I have promoted that, uh, that facility and, and the boot camps to so many folks just because, like I said, I went in there with over 40 years of riding already in my belt, feeling like I know what I'm doing. You know, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play along. Well, I'll tell you what, about halfway through that first day, I'd already started gleaning so much that, or recalling stuff I'd forgotten, as well as new items that I hadn't thought of it that way, and it changed my confidence right away. So, you know, whether you're a a novice, you know, fairly new to riding two wheels, or really getting out there, and uh, you've, you've been there before, boot camp's got you covered. Yeah, no question about it. Well, look, on this show, I obviously want to talk a little bit about Sterling Moss. Sadly, we lost one of the greats um, of the sport, uh, of motor racing. Sterling Moss uh, died last night, and uh, very peacefully, I may add. And his wife put a very nice um, comment out on Twitter saying that, you know, he, he was just very peaceful, very quiet. Um, I did want to maybe make one tribute that um, I, I noticed that, he drove in the early days for Maserati and was always, um, you know, for his entire career, uh, associated with them as well as other teams, of course, because he drove for many people and drove sports cars and long distance races. Um, but I-, I thought they summed it up well when they said this about Sterling. In memory of Sterling Moss, the greatest Englishman ever to drive a Maserati, Moss was daring and brilliant racer on track and a true gentleman off it. His special bond with Maserati lasted 65 years, starting early in his career with the 250F, going on to win the Climatic F1 1956 Monaco Grand Prix and numerous races after that. Moss was the embodiment of a true spirit of racing, audacious, skillful, fierce, and fast. It's a spirit that will always stay with us. You know, he (laughs) he was known as a gentleman in the sport and amongst the paddock. And, you know, the other thing that was uh, really amazing, as competitive as he was, he came through some of the deadliest eras of Formula One racing. And uh, even even the most controversial, when uh, you get into uh, 
Juan Fangio's kidnapping in Cuba. Uh, Sterling Moss was the one that won that race, but Juan Manuel was not there. So did it count or not? They were the ones that were in the battle for that championship that year. Well, what amazed me about Sterling, and I mean, just a few years ago at Le Mans, I was able to, um, excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat, um, sit and have dinner with him, with a bunch of other people. And he was just a true gentleman. He was so humble. I mean, you know, he achieved so much in motor racing and was revered by so many of the great champions. He never won the world championship, but every driver I know worth his salt will talk about how good he really was. And even though he retired, um, not long after, long after his career, he was around motorsport and Goodwood and Le Mans after dinner speaking. Just a true gentleman and, um, and also quite an innovator, an inventor, very interesting guy. Um, look up some books on, while well, we've got time, hey, uh, Sterling Moss, because you'll find him a very interesting character. And, and like I said, the true embodiment of a gentleman and a racer. Absolutely. You know, uh, like I said, he, he was a bridesmaid so many times, runner-up in championships. But uh, to, to see so many things, I've really enjoyed reading other racers, legendary racers at that, share their condolences and their stories about them. Uh, there's some fascinating stories out there. Well, listen, uh, Les, when we come back, I'm going to try and see if I can get Colin. Um, I've just had a message from my Australian F4 uh, U.S. champion that he's got too much on, so he can't make it. So we'll be chatting away, but that's okay. I'll see if we can find Colin, but um, we can more, talk more about the boot camp uh, later. But I think we'll take a short break, and we'll be back in part two, and I want to talk about look, some local news. I also want to talk about the great stuff that motor racing is doing during this car, um, you know, virus, uh, and to help it, and how they're helping around the world. Because I think it's... You know, we'll talk about e-gaming too. There's a lot going on, but I want to talk about the serious stuff as well. All right, we'll take a short break here on Speed City. You're right with us here on KJCE Austin. Stay with us. We'll be right back. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. You can take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. At Circle Brewing, the belief is less is more when it comes to brewing a better beer. You won't find any chemicals or additives, only water, malt, hops, and yeast, and absolutely nothing else. Just simple ingredients and outstanding taste. It's German purity with Texas ingenuity. Find the brews on tap all over town in your favorite store or drop by the tap room at 2340 West Breaker Lane. Open Thursday and Friday nights and weekends. Log on to circlebrewing.com. Circle Brewing Company. Born, bred, and brewed in Texas. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Talk 1370, the right choice. Danny Walker from American Super Camp and the Broster Chicken Road Race Factory team. And you are listening to Speed City, so get your elbows up. 
Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. That's it. Elbows up, folks. Elbows up. Keep those elbows up. That's what they teach you when you go to a race camp like uh, Walker's or the Texas Tornado Boot Camp. But uh, welcome back to Speed City. Uh, it's Sunday night. It's Easter Sunday. And yes, we're all at home. But hey, we're carrying on and we're having some fun. What's happening, Les, locally? Hey, you know, we just heard from a few of our friends in that advertising. Circle Brewing, thanks for sticking with us. Circle Brewing, great uh, brewery here in Austin. Uh, they are having drive through service where you can cruise in, still get your six-pack of craft beer from the brewery and uh, take it away to enjoy it. So uh, definitely stay tuned around that. More Speed uh, is another one of our racing friends. And their shop is still open, providing, you know, streetcar service or the race prep. As well, a lot of folks are doing upgrades to their cars right now for the race season. They get a little longer time frame to prep. Their facility is so large, they're able to maintain that spacing that's required. They also are doing all kinds of hygiene care to make sure they're not causing problems while they're taking care of your cars. So uh, call David Winslow or any of the crew over there and get an appointment to pop in and drop off your car. Uh, the front lobby is closed, but they're taking appointments. So uh, by all means, remember those folks. Yeah, and don't forget, if you want to join us here in Austin, it's 512-643-5483. Let us know what's on your mind. And if you want to talk some motorsport, I know that a lot of you uh, are, hankering, are hunkering for some, as we all are. Um, I don't know if you've been watching the eSports, but I've been trying to keep an eye on it. Um, the reason being that I've got my own eSports championship um, I say my own, but I will be involved in a, an esports championship starting next weekend. Uh, Trans Am are doing their own series, and um, pretty exciting. Um, we've got a great platform. Um, we're actually re we were going to start this weekend, but in fact, uh, all the drivers wanted their own liveries and kind of wanted to have some individualism to it. So, kind of cool. So, look out for that on the Trans Am app or the SVRA app, uh, and watch out for more content coming from us because. Um, we're looking to keep that cons uh, constant co content. But I watched the IndyCar race. Congratulations to Simon Pagano. Uh, great win for him at the Oval at Michigan. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, yes, once again, Philippe Denis, who I've got an interview with, um, uh, which we'll be putting out on social media. And um, we may get a, a pop on the show as well. But uh, he's doing the road to Indy. Uh, and, of course, we've had plenty of guests from that. Uh, what else? NASCAR I haven't seen yet. I've recorded it. I watched the MotoGP. Did you see that? I did see it. Uh, I, I enjoyed it somewhat. I more enjoyed the chatter and banter amongst the riders. Uh, a lot of that was that going on. was really nice. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean yeah, yeah. I noticed that most of there was one Frenchman and the rest were Spaniards and Italians, and they can all understand each other. But, yeah, there was some good, there was some good uh, banter between the Marquez brothers as they kept taking each other out. Um, yeah. But it was good. I really enjoyed it. And I like the fact that it's less intimidating, perhaps, than some of the car setups because they're all on controllers. So that was like, well, OK, if the new game's coming out, which it is, uh, April 23rd, which is the MotoGP 2020 PlayStation game. Right. Um, I, that's a great opportunity because all you need is a, an Xbox or a PlayStation controller. Uh, and away you go. And that's what they were all on. So... You know, you don't have to have a full rig like they do in, um, you know, in car racing. So, yeah, it's really interesting. But uh, it was funny. I, I kind of I kept watching Valentino Rossi's face it, just because he was making just some funny faces. And I'm not sure he's all that much into the sim racing or anything like that. But it was just really funny to him in particular to watch. Uh, somebody blurted out, "That's really Rossi of you to someone else." And, Oh, I missed what that was over, but I wanted to see what, what that was. So I may have to back up and watch that one again. And Takahashi uh, was like a, a missile. He kept taking everybody out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because I'd be curious, and we'll have to ask Colin Edwards when he comes on if uh, he's done much with that game. I know in the uh, in the boot camp saloon that they do have a game set up and play on it occasionally. But I'm, I'm really curious uh, from a motorcyclist perspective. How much of that is relative? What? How much of it can they bring their track experience into that game? Well, I noticed what, I mean, you know, most of the view we got on the game was from the outside or from behind. But when you actually went on board, you really got a sense of being on a motorcycle. And there's no question that 
the lines and everything else were, were, you know, they had no problem with that. There wasn't, I mean, there were accidents and stuff, but generally speaking, they were pretty much on it. So even with just a hand controller, um, you know, they were pretty adept. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to uh, see that, you know, with uh, Bagnaya, he was just rocking everywhere. And, you know, I, I kept watching it, trying to decide if he was accustomed to the game and uh, and that kind of thing, because his lines at times were pretty screwed up. And so <laughs> I was I was curious how how familiar he was with it. And, you know, it wasn't the it wasn't the uh, line that I would have expected, but he was quite fast. And so that's where I was like, OK, that wasn't a normal line. But man, he was fast, and so well, I don't I, know. I, 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 who knows what I'm, I'm doing? But kudos to Jack Villeneuve. He took part in the uh, Legends race um, uh, this morning and taking on some of the best, some of the best racers in the world, including Jensen Button. But he was using a controller while all of them were on their sim. So pretty impressive stuff by Jack Villeneuve. Um, so yeah, it, it depends how you come to the game. But uh, yeah, some guys can do it on a controller. Some guys don't care. Some guys have got the full rig, um, and it's. It, I, I'm learning a lot about how it's all set up and how it works, and and I continue to be over impressed by the reality of these games. Okay, but you were getting one set up last we spoke. You your new gear was showing up. Uh, did you get that put together, or have you thrown it off the balcony yet? No, I. You know, it's I. You know, I want to do it right, so I, I'm, <laughs> I keep looking on Craigslist for a good rig. And I'm taking a lot of advice on it, though, I may add. Yeah, well, you know, I haven't, I'm, I'm like, not even there. I'm waiting for you to come over and build me one. <laughs> I, I can assemble. I can't build. <laughs> what have you built this week? Come on. Uh, this week, a, uh, building up a uh, trailer for some of our events, a big 70-inch screen in it. You're going to have to come to the Speed City events. Uh, when we get out of, uh, out of quarantine, our big rig's going to show up with a 70-inch screen on the side. Nice, uh, nice equipment. It's going to be a good, uh, good event to roll up, and everybody's going to get to socialize out in front of it and have a good time. Les, I want to turn to the more serious side of the coronavirus and how motorsports is helping. And I, I, each week, I, I want to make a shout out. There are two big stories going on in Formula One, particularly. One is um, how Mercedes and Actually, seven of the Formula One teams have got together with the NHS in the UK to build both PPA, uh, is it CPAP machines and ventilators for um, the NHS, which is the National Health Service in the UK. Uh, the same is true of Riley and several teams in Indy um, getting together uh, and IMSA teams as well to uh, do the same sort of thing. Um, but I was reading with absolute uh, amazement that from start to finish of their item, which is effectively rejigging the whole thing to make their own, was 100 hours work, which is incredible. You know, it amazes me, but that's the, you know, the Formula One world is accustomed to those kind of changes and that kind of pace and, uh, you know, emergency changes, making all kinds of things. And so it's really not surprising to me that they can do it. Now, it is surprising to me that they can go to a medical scrutiny level uh, production uh, production around this stuff. But uh, obviously, I mean, the tight tolerances that they're going to deal with for Formula One, maybe even in uh, their intake systems and, and metering that they deal with. Maybe that's where it provides the fast and the critical tolerances that are, are required. Uh, that's my guess at it. Yeah, and in fact, in Mercedes' case, uh, they're, they're one of the leading players in this. Um, it, it, it's actually, funny enough, the guys that, uh, you know, run the, run the powertrains and do all that side of things, and they've got together with the University College of London um, literally around the clock, and they did, like I said, that first production was 100 hours for the first device, and they're expecting they've got an order from the NHS for 10,000 now, and they hope to bang out a thousand devices per day. So, really, really pleased. Project Put Pit Lane, look it up. Uh, well worth a look at. And there's there's a myriad of them. Trans Am have been involved with 
Prefix, they're doing some masks and, and, and other equipment. A lot of them are making with their 3D um, printers, because that's another advantage they have, is they're making e either like uh, plastic capsules where you can, on somebody on a bed, you can basically put a, uh, a Perspex capsule over their head, um, So, th but then holes inside so the doctors can get to them but not be affected by the patient, which is, again, you know, so needed right now. Uh, and it's a great way that motor racing is stepping up. The other big news story from F1. Hey, I've though, got a story on that. Go let, on. Me, let me throw in something. I want our audience to get involved in something. I got involved with this through some motorsports friends. And what it is, it's called Mask for Docs. M-A-S-K-S-F-O-R-D-O-C-S.com. Throwing this out. This is something I got approached with uh, a week ago. So you know, we could go Friday. And the issue was one of our motorsports friends reached out and said, Les, I need drivers. And she went on to explain what was going on and said, we need somebody in central Texas to drive car routes, to go to homes, pick up 3D printed uh, face shield frames, the, just the frame part of it. Because uh, this 3D printing community across the country has gotten together and they unified and they started creating these mask frames. They print these shields, and then they were having so much volume, they couldn't get them to their location here in Central Texas. So she reached out to me, explained what was going on, and said, you don't have to do anything unsanitary. You don't have to be risky. You go up, they'll put them in the back seat of your car, and you deliver them for them. That enables, you know, whoever's got the 3D printer at the house to keep printing and keep making these devices. When I delivered that, system uh the collection of shields down to the hub they told me they had delivered to 18 medical facilities in central texas alone that is right. a huge impact and i'm i'm nobody special but that was what i could do those of you that have 3d printers and i know we got a bunch of technology friends out there that uh, do these mask for docs is a great way that you can support it there at your house they'll provide you materials the files that are required for the ones they're making, all that kind of thing, and connect you to your local distribution hub so that you can coordinate. So, so go check that out. It's a great way to get going. They'll provide, uh, you know, every filaments for your printer and they'll provide the supplies. I absolutely love that because I have no special skills, but I can drive. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head. I mean, I want to get out and do something. Um, it's just the opportunity hasn't, you know, kind of lent itself yet. And until we get these tests done, I suppose we've got to, we've got to do what we're told, which is to stay at home. But it's great that you, you know, you found an outlet that is safe uh, and that can help. Well, listen, we'll take hey, a short we've break. Got, we've got friends that want to have cool cars. You want to get out and drive? Well, do something good. Yeah, exactly. Use that Ferrari well. Well, listen, we'll take a short break. We'll be back again on Speed City after this break, and we'll talk some more about F1 and what's going on, but a bit of a more serious story in terms of cash flow and furlough. Uh, but if you want to join the conversation, 512-643-5483. We're going to talk more about that Netflix film, if we ever find Colin Edwards. And if anybody's found Massengale, let us know, because he's in a game somewhere near you. We'll take a short break right here, and we'll be right back. Motivation USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. Right now, there's a mother in East Austin wondering how she's going to put lunch on the table next week. 
Right now, there's a college student who's been paying their own way waiting tables who can't afford to pay rent this month. Right now, there's a line cook whose restaurant just shuttered that has no idea where their next paycheck is coming from. But together, we can help. Find out more at alltogetheratx.org. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Talk 1370. So Andy Prio driving for Ford Chip Ganassi Racing, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Happy Easter, folks. Welcome back to Speed City. Yeah, my old friend Andy Prio did a great documentary on him. Now his son is racing. Sebastian was racing, in fact, in the uh, in the F1 today. Um, or the sort of, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, it's the one that Jack Nichols and Jolyon Palmer does. Um, it was the R Factor race. Um, right, right. So hey, we, just heard from, uh, we just heard from Motivation, and uh, that's our motorcycle accessory headquartered here in Austin, Texas. But uh, they've closed the retail space uh, just during the quarantine. But they are still shipping, so be sure and check out MotivationUSA.com. And uh, what I had for breakfast yesterday, because everybody wants to know, one in a million is still doing delivery, uh, or I'll say uh, pickup to go in their location, as well as they're supported by a lot of the food deliveries. So one in a million, you know, great breakfast. I can still do my Thursday enchilada day, call in the orders. Uh, they'll get somebody to deliver it. They'll uh, have it there ready when you arrive as well. So you don't have to miss out. We appreciate all of the Speed City family advertisers here as well. Yeah, I think that's been great um, that our advertisers have stuck with us. A lot of them are doing uh, some pretty pretty uh, thrifty business, uh, especially with restaurants doing pickup now. One in a million is one of them. I saw the picture on Facebook. Go and have a look. Um, but yeah, if you haven't, uh, if you want to keep up with Speed City, our Facebook at Speedcaster is also our uh, Twitter handle, uh, and we're going to be launching a podcast very soon where we're going to be talking to long form. A lot of the young drivers and a lot of the young guys involved in the uh, racing scene on e-racing, um, which is something I've been doing this week, which is just learning a little bit more, getting to know some of the younger drivers and also hearing about their uh, e-setups and how they go racing and so on and so forth. I want to go back to Formula One. Um, the serious side, the, the, the happy story was how much work they're putting in. The sad side, it looks as though Haas has now become the fifth team in Formula One, Les, to start to furlough um, staff away from working, as well as um, the drivers taking um, a reduced salary, uh, as well as uh, also members of Liberty uh, Media, who uh, run Formula One. So it's getting pretty serious. We're now into, what, eight, nine races cancelled? You're right. Postponed or cancelled? You're right. Uh, Canada was the latest to uh, be said that it's postponed is the way they phrased it at this time. Uh, Still to be determined what's going to come of the 2020 season, how much of it they can sustain and get through it. 
But back to the business of the racing and the teams. Now, think of it as a factory. Formula One is all about racing. If you're not racing, you're not winning money for your finish of the race. You're not able to pay your employees. And at this point, you're not able to do any development on your automobile, on your racer. And so, quite honestly, you're going to have people standing around. Well, that's an expensive uh, employee base to have standing around that can't do anything, quite honestly. And so, it only makes sense. Yeah, it only makes sense to uh, start the furlough. You know, admittedly, it negatively impacts the family. You know, Tony Calderon talked about it last week about how to support. You know, our, our team members in the paddocks of the different racing series, it's really a big deal with getting sustainable. It's putting everything on pause they can right now to survive. If they continue to throw money when there wasn't any coming in or being distributed, you know, from the promoters coming in through the podium finishes and, and the top 10 places, that's not a sustainable model. Uh, as much as we want to see racing, this is a survival uh, approach and, and something it's the right thing to do as painful as it is. It's the right thing. Yeah, no question. Just to confirm that obviously the Australian Grand Prix canceled Bahrain postponed Vietnam postponed Chinese postponed Dutch postponed Spanish postponed Monaco canceled. The reason being uh, Monaco really has that date every year. And given that it's in the middle of a, you know, it's in the middle of a town, um, it's just almost impossible to try to restructure it. Uh, they also were going to have the historic um, Monaco Grand Prix, and I was going to be part of that. That too cancelled. Azerbaijan uh, is being postponed. Um, trying to keep a brave face on it, Liberty Media are saying that their aim is still to have 15 to 18 races. Uh, they only need eight to get a world championship in. Um, but it's getting dicey now, Les. Uh, you've got TV contracts, uh, the money that the teams get to survive, and this is how they survive and how they pay their wages and how they pay their drivers, is from the money they earn from both the promotion of the events uh, or for the promoter's fee um, and the television rights. So uh, as you can imagine, with no real TV and with no races, um, things are going to be uh, pretty pretty tight for a while. Now, they have made some interesting moves, which is they've decided to not change the rules to Formula One for another year. So we'll keep the chassis uh, that they've brought to this year. And I don't know where that puts DAS with uh, Mercedes, but they'll keep it um, until next year. And then we'll go to the new rules for Formula One 2022. But that way, a, a one-year development pause, if you will, it doesn't mean you can't make integral changes, but basically the car will stay the same chassis-wise. Um, it's going to help save them a lot of time in development and therefore money. Well, you know, the flip of the coin there is that means Ferrari in particularly are put off another year because they have really focused a lot on what they're going to be able to do uh, during that 2021 rule change. And now it's a, it's a year further out which means they're going to lag further behind. That's a costly item for such a brand. It really is a uh, is something that's difficult to see Ferrari go through. Uh, they were depending on it very heavily. They've already done a lot of development. They honestly kind of want it to happen sooner than later is the short version. Yeah, and while we're uh, talking about uh, Formula One, I just want to also finally found the thing I was looking for, which was, um, the American teams involved in coronavirus help. Uh, IndyCar, 3D printing, medical face masks, and more. Core Autosport, parent company transitioning to making face masks. Piedmont Medical Center uh, and Riley Technologies getting together. Um, and, and, and it's just across the board. Um, so many teams creating PAPR, which is um, effectively, uh, you know, ventilator machines, uh, machines that help people breathe properly. That's been the shortage. That's been the big problem since the start of the year in the USA. And motorsport is stepping up, as well as the auto industry, obviously, with Ford and GM, um, to really help. Uh, Tesla's, I know, involved. Um, but it's all in all, all hands to the pump, and it's really good to see. You know, I, I heard of one outside the automotive industry. Haynes Brands did a big shift. Uh, went from making, you know, T-shirts, underwear, socks, uh, 
in very short order, they shifted their production and most of their facilities, North Carolina specifically is one I was dealing with, into producing materials uh, to support the mask and the other respiratory uh, protection devices. Another really good story that we, we mentioned last week, um, or certainly two weeks ago when John was on, because he was uh, railing about how amazing uh, Lando Norris is. And he continues to be literally the star of all of this eSport. Uh, and Lando Norris, at just 20 years of age, I highly advise if you're bored or you want to carry on doing some motorsport, just tune in. And, and there's three reasons to tune in to Lando. One, he's funny. Two, you've got cameras on both his face and his feet. So when you see him at a track, you can actually see him um, pedaling. Uh, and that's something we, we, we've never really had an insight into. Um, and his Twitch uh, following is, is, is just blowing up. So um, definitely uh, tune in. Um, I know that Connor Daly is good fun too um, in the indie side of things, and I'm sure there's plenty. But uh, if you're if you're a, an aspiring gamer or even racing driver, Lando Norris, tune in. Absolutely. You know, you talk about the footwork. You know, we were watching some of the drivers, and uh, I forget who it was. It may have been Lando. That took his left foot on long, long straightaways and put it on top of the right foot and mashed it using his left foot. <laughs> and uh, somebody asked me about that. I was like, why, why did he do that? And he said, well, there's a lot of force that he's dealing with, and he's got to rest that right foot and right leg, you know, from fatigue so that he can last throughout the race. You know, with that much horsepower and torque on tap, you need to maintain control. It's not just slamming it flat down and back, but when he gets that long chance to uh, flatten it, put the other foot on it, which is not is resting a lot more than the right foot. He does that allows the right foot to rest it, but he doesn't have room to move that other foot off and put the other one in place. So that's why you see just one on top of the other. Yeah, no question. Really interesting. So strange times. Um, how are you getting by, Les? Are you are, are you getting busy? I mean, you're doing a bit of driving. You're doing your bit. Um, how are you staying sane? Well, it wasn't a far trip, but. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a bit stir crazy, uh, getting out and uh, moving around a bit. But uh, quite honestly, I, I mean, it's a struggle for all of us. Uh, I'm not going to tease anybody that, uh, yeah, I want to be outside a lot more. I'm missing getting out with some of my car and motorcycle buddies, my weekly lunches with some of those folks. Uh, it definitely are not happening. Uh, getting together, doing, uh, you know, Google Hangout events, things like that, as, uh, you know, as we're seeing with the gaming crowd. It's a lot of fun at least to get that much in. How about you? Yeah. Same. Um, I've been keeping busy. I'm getting ready for this uh, Trans Am thing, which has been really interesting because for now, anyway, I've just been um, sort of voyeuring watching the games. In other words, they'll invite you on Discord to go and get onto the server. So it's been interesting just watching these guys go through their paces, make mistakes, and then talk to him a little bit afterwards. But uh, next week it all fires off. Well, I think we're going to try to do an eight-round championship. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting times. But, no, I mean, uh, you know, as long as I'm able to go for a walk now and again and get out, I mean, I'm cool. I'm getting stuff done. Go commentate on the ducks. Distractions. Yeah, guy, you know, I commentate, go commentate on, the on the ducks. Yeah, I've been entertaining the ducks and the squirrels. I'm having an interesting battle, and it's coming to fruition with my squirrel. We have an understanding that he can come to my third floor balcony and he can feed, but he's not allowed on the bird feeder. And he hasn't quite picked it up. And I, I spray him with water when he goes on that. And that, uh, that, that, that has distracted him. I might, have to, I might have to rename him Sterling because he's pretty fast. Uh, there you go. There you go. Hey, you know, uh, we were talking about Formula One in the season. One of the things, the, uh, there's some discussion around the caps that some of the teams that are out. Uh, Russ Braun is talking about some of the changes to those. Zach Brown wants some of those caps to be lowered even further based on, you know, what COVID is doing to the seasons and things that uh, he wants to see, you know, the, uh, the Formula 1.5 teams get a little reprieve here by forcing the, uh, the leads of the pack to kind of reduce their budget a little bit right now. Uh, there's some concern around that. I I do understand it. Uh, the main thing that's coming out is obviously the COVID situation is impacting the smaller teams more so 
than the big teams. And that's what he's trying to get into. One other item that came up was uh, Williams, you know, uh, went through their furlough and they're doing a lot of changes already because of this. Uh, and there was mentioned in one of the forums is, is COVID-19 what finally knocks Williams off the grid? I don't know. It's a big change for him. And, and uh, you know, I don't wish ill on the Williams team, but this is a major financial deal to them as well as uh, every other team. But I feel like they've been holding on by their fingernails already, and, and I hope this isn't what it is. Yeah, and the same is true, and I hate to say it, but here in the States with Haas, uh, we had Gunter on preseason, as you know, um, where he was hinting then, and we did ask him about it, whether this would be the last year that Gene Haas would effectively open the checkbook um, if they were ninth and 10th, you know, or not, you know, as far back as they were last year. So this 2020 was going to be a big year for Haas, full stop. Uh, now they're furloughing people. Now it's struggle. Um, it, you know, there's no real sign in health. I mean, to give you an idea, the average running cost of an F1 team is about $219 million, right? And they're looking to make, and that's about 189 million pounds. And most of the big teams or the, the bigger teams employ over 570 folk. Um, and that's, you know, that's really where they get their, that's how they pay those folks. And most of that is coming effectively, you know, from sponsorship payments for the team owners and prize money, which is paid uh, and represents 68%. So if you've got Liberty struggling, you've got teams struggling, um, you know, there's going to have to be, this is, this is going to be a new normal. I mean, we keep using that phrase just for our own lives, but certainly in Formula One, there's going to have to be some radical changes because, it just is not sustainable at this level with this economic impact, which is obviously happening all around us and to ourselves. So I know, we, you know, we're here to discuss and try to bring a bit of light on a Sunday night, but uh, it's getting pretty serious uh, in terms of the F1 teams for sure. Absolutely. I'm, I'm watching uh, social media. Somebody just asked, is 2020 done? Uh, no, it's too early to call it that. And I'm thankful of that. Uh, like I said, we've got to have eight races to call it a championship. That's the minimum. And so we shall see what comes of that. Uh, it's not done yet. Some folks are saying that it's going to be August before we see a car on course again. It's really uh, debatable. I think anybody that's forecasting that yet is still premature. Uh, you know, watching the World Health Organization and, and these uh, non-politicized health professionals that are neutral in the world over it, uh, I think that's our best source of information. Uh you know, there's somebody else commenting. It may be done financially. Yeah, there's a there's obviously a huge hit to this. Uh, not getting the payouts, not getting those kind of things. Uh, promoters aren't getting their revenue in to go out and pay out. So uh, it goes full circle. You know, it's uh, the meaning of life. It's uh, the circle of life and on the Formula One circle. So uh, very definitely. The one, thing, the one thing I would say is I don't believe it's over yet. But for obvious reasons, because everybody wants to get financially up and running, and that's the promoters, the fans, the sp sponsors, uh, the drivers, obviously. Um, and, I, you know, one theory I've been reading about, you know, I've been reading a few forums, and one idea was because Formula One is pretty much based in Great Britain, um, July, you know, if there were testing done, and, every, for example, I mean, the, the Formula One circus is about 2,000 people. So if everybody was having access to um, tests, you could run Formula One at the circuits. They've not gone anywhere. The tarmac's still there. Um, you might have to, therefore, run it behind closed doors. Uh, but, again, it's a still a great TV spectacle. That wouldn't help the promoters, per se, but they may, they, you know, they may get uh, reward later down the road. But uh, the, the theory being that, effectively, you started in England at Silverstone and then take that circus to France, Holland, wherever – but do it in a, you know, effectively Formula One has its own planes. It could actually, you know, do its own flying circus, so to speak, and not really come into contact with every, anybody else uh, as, as long as everybody within the, you know, the Formula One scene was tested uh, and was able to, to walk in that environment. I know that's desperate, um, but at the same time, they have got a little bit of uh, leeway. They canceled the summer break. Um, which was in August, and effectively took it uh, here in April. 
Um, so it's not over, but it's not looking great, it has to be honest. We'll keep you up to date as much as we know, um, but that's where we stand at the moment. You're right. You know, there's uh, to me, I'd hate not to see the uh, F1 circus come to this side of the pond. Uh, I could understand them not doing street races. You know, sorry, Montreal, but I could see them coming to Dakota. Uh, you know, beyond that, I'm not sure that they would go much else in the area. It's, uh, it's something else in what they could do over here. Uh, Montreal is somewhat controllable in the way that's set up on the island and around the island there. So that, that's a possibility, I'll say. It's not a, open street race as we, as we see in Monaco or some of those others. And so, uh, you know, it may, to me, it may boil down to Canada and Austin here. Yeah, that's a good point. By the way, just to finish that discussion, um, obviously we knew that the cap was going to be 175 million. Uh, there's now discussion of taking it down to 150 uh, and potentially in McLaren's case, uh, Zach Brown suggesting 125 so there is discussion going on, but as long as they um, work together as all 10 teams, they'll come up with a budget. There's even talk of the F2 teams being bought out by the F1 teams to bolster them and make it uh, a, an easier show uh, for everyone and obviously a cheaper show because the, um, the Dallara chassis used in F2 is a lot easier. So, But that's radical. That's radical. All right, we'll take a short break. We'll be back with more on Speed City on your special Easter Sunday with no bunnies edition. Winding Road Racing is a leading provider of road racing and performance equipment at each of our locations in Texas, California, Georgia, and Kentucky. But we know some racers want that same high-quality gear, customer service, and pricing without leaving home. Check out the online store at windingroadracing.com. It's got all the same high-quality brands you've come to know us for. Alpine Stars, Stilo Helmets, Chill Out, and AIM Data Systems. All available at great prices and delivered directly to you with free shipping. Log on now. Windingroadracing.com. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Dionysi leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Hello, I'm Felipe Massa, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Welcome back, gearheads. It's an Easter Sunday on Speed City. We're giving you the latest news from what's going on in the industry and what's going on with our strange business here because it's affected us heavily in the motorsport world and obviously the possibility of large events like we have at Coda. Uh, is looking pretty remote and down the road at this point. But, Les, we're, ste- we're keeping on keeping on. Yeah, we are. We just heard from Ducati Austin and Winding Road Racing. Uh, both of those, the, uh, you know, the storefront is not open for browsing in either lo- any one of those businesses and their sites. But uh, Ducati 
Austin, I just saw the new monster get delivered and their first sale was delivered this week. They bought it, I guess, online or over the phone with them. And uh, the Ducati Austin crowd physically delivered the bike to their house and uh, they took it from there. So uh, talk about deliveries to go. There you go. Uh, Winding road racing. Yeah. And they'll do pickup and delivery. If your bike needs services and things like that, absolutely. Ducati Austin is still doing that. Call for an appointment. Uh, if, uh, you know, if possible, they're going to work a pickup delivery or opening of the service door for you to bring that bike in. But uh, like I said, the, the retail storefront is closed at this time. Winding Road Racing, same situation. All those great parts are still there. Go to windingroadracing.com. Uh, they'll mail order and they'll ship to you. Get those out. They're shipping every day on that. Uh, also, the service centers. Those service centers, call them for an appointment. They are open by appointment only. They'll open the doors to have your car come in, prepare it for the next season, and get things rolling there. So, uh, by all means, Ducati Austin and Winding Road Racing, they're still in action, but uh, behind the closed doors. That's good news. Les, before we go tonight, I want to talk about some of the stuff that um, I know is, is, is that you're keen on, which is obviously um, uh, what to do uh, if you're a little bit bored. Because there's so much in motorsport. There's so many great books, great videos. Uh, I want to go back and mention once again, we were hoping Colin would come on. But he sent me a message. He's gone, to, he's gone on a mission. He's gone to find John. Um, uh, in cyberspace, so he's he's gone looking for him, which is pretty pretty nice. And I must admit, if anybody was going to find John Massingale, it would be Colin Edwards. He has the skills, right? Going, right. Going back to that Netflix, what else have you watched? What else would you recommend? Um, books or videos or or anything? I, else? You know, I, I'm not going to read anything that doesn't have a lot of pictures, and I can't do in 30 minutes. So the uh the 24 hour war is a great one. Uh, check Netflix for that. Uh, fantastic thing about the endurance racing world uh go back to gentleman driver that was yes. if you didn't catch that that was a great one tony calderon put together it's about the amateur drivers that come in and support the 24-hour endurance races and the major races around fia WEC. so that's a big one senna that's a classic you got to go back and check out senna you know yeah, when's no the last question. time it's such a cool thing to go back and see the other well, side. Uh, I'll tell you what I liked about that and what, what came out um, of that movie was obviously it was a tragic loss to motorsport, as is Sterling last night. But, you know, Etten went out in the most explosive, explosive way, but in, in typical Etten fashion, trying to win races. That's, uh, you know, the, it was interesting. In that movie, actually, uh, Colin Edwards, uh, that Netflix documentary, Colin Edwards says it, which is, um, you know, to die doing what you do, do, doing what you love, what other better way? you know, is there to go. And that's certainly true of Senna. But I think the effect of that documentary was how it had a huge effect on mainstream. Uh, those not interested in racing, um, watch that movie because it was so well done and it was a human story. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, like you say, you don't have to be a motor racing fan to go and watch something like that. So here's, what, here's a good one that ties into Sterling Moss. One of his best competitors, rivals, was Juan Manuel Faggio. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix, A Life of Speed. Great hour and a half watch. It goes through, and I mentioned the uh, Cuba kidnapping of Juan Manuel that uh, when Sterling went on to win, that's captured in that as well. Uh, Shelby American. Now, this is really big. After seeing the Ford versus Ferrari, it is two hours of interviews with Carol Shelby and the people that are closest around Carol at that time. Uh, really great. Another one. Williams has a great documentary on Netflix. Uh, that's that's a hundred minutes of Williams, the background, uh, the family dynasty that it is, and how and how Claire is uh, coping with it. That's been out uh, about two and a half years now, but it's still a great insight into Williams and the history behind Frank's work there. What you got planned for next week? Next week, hey, time will tell. I think uh, we're going on. I'm hoping for some good news. Uh, you know, COVID is the big play right now. Uh, seeing some of the numbers start to turn down. So we may have made the curb and start to see responses there globally. Not until we see that completely around the world. Well, I think we start getting some firm information from our racing bodies on this. 
I'm going to start working on a calendar of maybes. And, and I mean, they're all maybes right now. But, you know, there are a lot of schedules out there bar F1. Uh, F1 haven't cancelled the whole season, so that still exists. Uh, Indy have put out a revised schedule. Trans Am have put out a revised schedule, mostly starting in June and July. And that is hopeful. Um, but you never know. Um, things could ch- ch- t- turn around. So, yeah, definitely something to look out for. But um, Hey, here's one I'm going to look at. So Stephen just messaged. He goes, I watched Driving Ambition, the story of the 98 Jordan Grand Prix season. There you go. Now I just added that to my list this week. Driving Ambition. That is a great story, by the way. The Jordan story is a really good one. Talking about uh, David and Goliath, that, I mean, you know, that that is basically Jordan effectively is what uh, Racing Point is now. Fantastic. Well, listen, that's our show today. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Sorry we lost John. Sorry we lost Colin Edwards. Ah, what the heck? You can't rely on any folks these days. But, hey, we're in a crisis. That's what happens in a crisis. But never mind. We'll be back next week with more interesting stories for you, hopefully from the world of motorsports. And we'll also be looking out for other stories that uh, just may print your interest in terms of what people are trying to do in terms of this virus. So then, that's it. My thanks to Les Kaiser. I'm Jonathan Green. Join us next week on Speed City. Hell yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.